Bless his holy name. I give him the honor that's due his name. He's glorious. And you can glorify him. Oh, my God. How's <laughs> everybody doing? How y'all doing? All right? Hey, everybody. All right. Truly, no, no man after the flesh. Don't know me after my flesh. Know me as the spirit of God. Man. So, hey, Mother E, how you doing? Glory to God. Ooh, I feel all is well now. All is well. All is well. He's positioning things in his ministry right now. People. Amen. Amen. Man, goodness. He said, you speak in tongues. He said, but I, I that you ought to prophesy. Prophecy is going to be very important in the coming apocalypse. A lot of stuff that's going on. This is why I love this ministry because um, as the body of Christ, we, we are supposed to be informed that we're supposed to know what's going on before they say it. I truly believe that. We, we're supposed to know what's going on before they say it. See, we, our spiritual eyes and ears need to be attuned. To the things of the spirit. You can't tune it to the flesh. See and then say it's God. See, see that's where a lot of teachers. And prophets go in error. So separation is good. It's not bad. Jesus went away. And prayed. Paul went away. And prayed. Abraham left his kin folks. It's good that you get away. I didn't say get away from each other. Just get away with God. With God. That's your intent is to get away with God. Hey, Dina. How you doing? So good to see you. Billy, good to see you. Mario, you know it's always good to see you, brother. Always. Good to see you, Eric. Good to see you. Jarrell, good to see you. Good to see you. I... I love Dina. Amen. I miss Dina. And I'm going to tell you. I told her and I'm going to let y'all know. I didn't tell her she coming back. No, she's just coming in. Amen. That's our sister. Amen. Amen. Treat her as such. Amen. Glory to God. That's another thing. I just see as a pastor, I mean, I can come up here and we can teach and get teacher to teach. But there's some other things in the ministry, other things in, um, that we need. And, and we really need to know how to function as one body. And this is what, oh, please come Thanksgiving service, 9 a.m. Please tell a friend, bring somebody 9 a.m. Okay, how is it that it's Thanksgiving? And we give thanks, but we don't come together and think. We, this is the one the Puritans got right. I'm just saying, this is not wrong. Not wrong. So, I, there's things that, as a pastor, I have to look at the condition and the health of the ministry, and I have to, I have to really evaluate. And the Holy Spirit tell me this. See, 
The strength of a ministry. Oh. Did I not look detailed? See, one of the strengths of the ministry is the positioning of the man. The position, I love that back there, Adam. The condition of the ministry. Just look at our men. Look at the condition of our men. They were the priests. They were the Levi tribe. They were the priestly. And that's what you are, Greg. That's what you are, Adam. That's what you are, Eric. That's what you are, Terrell. That's what you are, Chris. That's what you are, Carl. That's what Jalen is. That's you. That's you. That's Aaron. That's Mario. That's his son that he's holding right now. That's his son that's in the belly of his wife right now. She trained him up in the way he should go. She's training him up right now. Watch he come. Why he in there. He hear everything that's going on. He hear the praise. He hear the worship. The condition is our men. See, the condition is just like that in your home. The man, the positioning of the man in the home. Is he there lawfully or not? See, we got to be real, and I'm not going to play with you. Y'all want me to play with you? Y'all want happy church? Or do you want the truth? If you don't get the truth, that's the only thing that's going to change you. The lie will keep you the same. It will keep you the same. The condition is the men's hearts where we are as leaders. So we were in the men's fellowship and we was talking. You know, I got to sit and I got to assess. The condition of where we are. This, this part of Zion right here, the body. Where we are. Are we developing? See, we... And I'm trying to figure out what is wrong. What's wrong? And I try to get a form where the men can come and they can ask, tell me what's wrong. What's wrong? Where are you, Adam? Where are you? See, most men, we make excuses. Then we get mad when the woman... But the woman got to be in the position right, too. Amen. She got to be right, too. Amen. See, this, see this, is what, this is what I just refuse to do is a lie to you. I'm going to tell you the truth. And this is what, why you won't change? Because nobody's telling you the truth. It's okay. It's not okay. Amen. 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 I know that's right. It's not the truth. And can't stay like that. This is why things never change. This is why the blessing can't really come upon you. You're already blessed. But God doesn't. He, he gives grace, but 
I mean, really? What is my prayer if I'm living in sin? What, what is the prayer that God is really hearing from me? What prayer can I really pray? For real, what prayer can I really pray? Well, let's just talk about ourselves. So nobody will be offended. That is such immature. That's like the child. I don't want to do it. I don't want to. No, I refuse to. Stubbornness. Stubborn. And we just talk about us. So nobody won't be upset. And when I came into the kingdom, I came in not knowing nothing. I just came out of all kind of stuff. Stuff you scared of you don't even want to think about. <laughs> no, you don't. Darkness. And teacher grew up in church. You know, um, apostolic. <laughs> I thought it, the whole church was supposed to be apostolic. <laughs> See, we just take and make a, a, a you know, a denomination. We're the apostolic. The, uh, the Apostle Creed. I mean, <laughs> apostolic. So, she, 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 um, I never saw her pray when we were living in that state. Never. I never saw her pray. Never. Until she was in Vegas. And she said, that's it. Get out the hot tub. That's it. I'm just going to, I'm going to do this thing right. <laughs> Paid free Vegas trip. It is funny. <laughs> but she made a decision. Amen. In the middle of the sin. Come on with that push. She made a decision. Amen. You can do it too. Why y'all act like y'all can't make a decision? Come on. And then follow. See, if you make the decision, you have to follow through. Uh-huh. That's why I made the decision mm-hmm. with the intent and purpose to follow through. Amen. So, see, what was the only thing you said when you, you said it? There you go. Now, she grew up in the church. Y'all know it. Anybody said it. Grew up in there. So, she said she had to marry God. I told you, that's what happens. We, we have, yeah, you in the goals, yeah. You haven't, <laughs> and I'm telling you, you haven't married God. Because if you have married God, you will change. Amen. No one got to tell you. Come out. No one told us. I mean, I heard it, but I was in my flesh. But she made the difference. She did. She made a decision, a sound, good decision. Based on what she worried about, she's going to lose me and all that I brought to the relationship. She won't worry about that. She valued God more than she valued me. Thank you. She said, I can't. She said, I can't pray. I can't pray. She said, I can't pray. Only thing I pray is thank you for his grace. She couldn't pray for her kids. She's in sin. No, 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 no. I didn't say she sinned. She's in sin. This was her life. This is what she was doing. And we were fornicating. I'm letting you know. 
be, I'll be real with y'all. Y'all need a little fake pastor. Come on. Oh, you need a real, who's going to talk to you. But I had issues. I had things I struggled with. You know? My mind was polluted. It was toxic. See, nothing fresh can come in unless I'm born again. It, it, nothing going to change. See, and I would, you have to be born again. Yeah. That's the only thing that changed me. That's good. Mother, only thing that changed me is that I was born again. Amen. Prophet, the only thing that changed me is that I was born again. I didn't know no scripture. I didn't know anything. Amen. See, I love it. I love it. I got a witness. I, I didn't. And, and you got to see this is this is what it is. I got plenty of stuff to give you. But if I don't sit here and talk to you, you, you will you just stay in the same state. Amen. And you don't have you should have this. Why that word passion is going to be so good. Amen. Let you know what that really means. Amen. See, this is what we don't have. Actually, we do. So y'all real passionate should be changed. There should be change in your life. You, you, when the spirit comes upon you, you shouldn't want to do the things that you used to do. Amen. I don't care what it calls you. I don't care that it's real, been real intimate with you. That it just wake you up with it. I don't care. You have the spirit of God Amen. supposed to be in you. All power. You won't demonstrate. You, it, it, it can't be demonstrated. This is, this is why we're still doing the same thing we're doing. No change. You have to change. You should want your nature has changed. That means you changed. The things that I had appetite for, I don't have them anymore. See, it, don't, it didn't say he wasn't going to call you. It's going to call you. My flesh call me every day. What all the things that I used to do. Just like you. There's a difference. Amen. There's a difference. Mm -hmm. I know who I am. Amen. I know my purpose. Mm -hmm. And I don't care what the flesh tells me. Mm -hmm. I don't care what it shows me. Mm -hmm. I don't care what it presents to me. Good. I don't care what it says. It's his that's in me. Okay. See, we just. When the enemy talk, we be silent. Instead of you talking right. over the enemy, that's right. we won't do it. We won't do it. That's why. That's why that boy, you just be quiet when he's talking. When your flesh is talking, you just be quiet, and it's so loud. Where is the spirit of God now? Where is it? Forgive. Trust. Believe me. Where, where, where's that voice go? Where, where's that voice go? Somebody tell me where that voice go. See, you can control it. Whatever is your vice is, right? Why are you not doing it right now? Hello? Why are you not doing it right now? You got your phone. You could do it. Why are you not doing it right now? See, you make a choice. You can make a choice. Why you not cussing nobody out right now? Why? Why, why you not cussing pastor out now? Because you can make a choice. See your will? See your will? 
You have control. The Bible, I love it. it even said the prophet has control over its spirit. Amen. The prophet does. Amen. See, this, this is what I'm telling you. Even though I got a word, is it time? Is it time for me to give it while the preacher is preaching? That's good. Amen. That's now, God is a God of order. Yes, yeah. Amen. We haven't seen this gift work, and God's going to work with me on this gift that's in here. Y'all heard what I said? It's in here. Amen. But it needs to be in the order of God. Amen. But it's in here. It should be in here. It should be in here. Why well, don't think we quite a church? We in, it ain't in here. Amen. I should be hearing. Amen. You should be hearing. Oh, the gifting is in here. Yeah, but it's a gift. And it's, a, it's, a, it's, a, it's an order to everything of God. Amen. He's not chaotic. Amen. He's not disruptive. He flows. This is what I'm saying. We, I need us to sometime to really take a look. So that's what I was doing when the men's fellowship. So I was looking at that as a cosmos of the ministry. I'm looking at it. I'm looking at the men. I deal with the men a lot. I know the women weren't there, but I, I can talk. I deal with the men a lot. I deal with the men a lot with their mothers. I deal with the men with their mothers, how they see. What type of mother did you have? Overbearing. Aggressive. You know, submissive. I deal with them on that because I'm looking at because I'm seeing your choices in the women that you have selected. And I'm looking at if a man hate his mother. I'm looking at it. I told him, I don't care what nobody say. I was a mother, a mama's boy. I love my mother. Amen. I told him that's the first imprint of a woman that you as a man that you see is the woman is the, is the mother. That's the first imprint. That's the one that sticks with him the longest. I see that attribute. What is that? See, this is this is how you gotta, you know, the men. I'm telling you, condition is us. We we sometime. Can't nobody tell us what to do. You know everything. Your way been working so good for you. I told a lot of fathers. I told them the guy too. You you can have a father that's in the home. He can be present right there, provide, but not loving. That's going to affect your decisions, how you see not only the woman, but yourself. You're going to be missing some wisdom and some knowledge that you needed to acquire. You're not ready to come out of the oven yet. But most men, because they are men, they think they know how to do it. I'm a man. I know. No, you don't. It's a primordial, it's a primordial human nature. So the condition of the ministry or the condition of the body of Christ is the position of the man. What was Christ's position? He's our, he is our example. What was his position? Head. Leader. He was committed. <laughs> yeah. I got my height, man. That used to be me. That used to be me at the ministry because I was in tune. And everybody thought, you know, to be, you know, to, to be in tune with the path, you got to be, you got to go wherever he goes. No, you want to be connected in the spirit. But you can't stand and you can't stay where I go. You, no, you don't. No, because I, I require. 
I require consistency. I require consistency. See, and a man should be, he should want consistency in his life. This is what's, it's a lot of time we, it's the little things. Then if he's not consistent, he won't be persistent. The condition, I'm looking, I'm like, what's the condition? Look at our ministry, man. Why ain't they all here? Well, whatever, some reason, whatever. If you can't, see, don't be offended. Don't, we can't grow. I expect you to be here, Greg. I expect you to be here. <laughs> Got that right. On time. You say you, we're, we're in this thing together. If you're working, I'm not talking to you. So please don't. See, we got to get, see, that's, that's when you got your pull-ups on. When you're offended like that. I need you to be fully grown. Maturing. You know, sometimes we just don't come because we don't want to. Let's just be honest. Right? Let's be honest. We could make it. We could. And serving God once a day is not, that's not this requirement. What was the example, men? He was persistent. He was always connected to the Father. If you've seen me, you've seen the Father. Hey, that's what we want. We want, I mean. Look at your fathers. How consistent has your father been in your life, men? No, we need to go there. Because that's what your, that's what your house represents. You can't put in input something that's not there. My father was there. He was a provider, but he was not spiritual. My mother was, even though it was wrong. She was spiritual. She was Jehovah's Witness, but she used to be a Methodist, but left. For 51 years. See, the order of the house, so... He didn't make us go to church. My mom did. He stayed home. See, this is, this is the issue. This is the issue. See, I'm going to let y'all know. We gonna, I guess we need to get on there and talk about passion. I guess Talk about your passions. Talk about our passion. The church is supposed to be growing. I know, Pastor, we talking about numbers. No, I'm not really talking about numbers right now. I'm really not talking about numbers. I'm talking about spiritual development. Then the church will grow because then you'll know your call, your, what you're supposed to be doing. You'll be right in order. It will grow automatically. Amen. Spiritual development Amen. is what we lack. And I have to come to the heads first. Amen. I wish I was about 6'4". <laughs> Maybe y'all take me serious then. Jesus was the example. My God, the life and the commitment that he had to the Father, to his purpose, the commitment to death, unto death. Are y'all ready to, men, I'm talking to the men right now, to death, to death he served. To the cross. And then he had foresight, insight, knew what he had to do. Had flesh just like you.
No. Nope. They, they answered on men's fellowship. Men's fellowship. So this is kind of just a little extension of it because it was some good questions that was asked. And we started talking about passion and purpose. And uh, it was really good. Uh, Avery asked an excellent question, which provoked me. See, I love it because I'm just going to do what he says. So, so we, we had this thing, and we were talking about prayer as well. See, that's another thing that goes hand in hand with passion and purpose. I'm just saying, if, if, if you just look at the life of Christ, God, that's all you got to do. Book of John is good. Book of John is good. Read that, man. It's good. Just read it. Stop reading. Don't read it with your soul. Read it with your spirit. Pray before you read. Pray before you read. Alfred, you got that? Minister? Gotcha. Felt like going formal with him today. Can I take my time a little bit, y'all? Y'all getting anything today? So far? Men? Amen. This is, if I don't, if I don't get this, women, I just, man, the women, y'all, and I'm not trying to, what I am telling you, I'm going to say the truth. I'm going to tell the truth. Y'all, tell me if y'all want me to lie, just raise your hand. (laughs) Mario, don't want me to lie, do you? No, I ain't going to lie. You know I'm not. I'm going to tell the, I'm going to tell the truth. I'm going to tell the truth. I want to tell the truth, right? The women, the women, the women in a ministry. Y'all put up with some stuff. Oh, the women. It, it, some of y'all, I've watched y'all, some of you, it, it, well, y'all are still consistent. Y'all are, y'all still are consistent. I, when I see Berta come up them stairs with those two kids, man, I tell you what, I look at her, I be like, don't nobody talk about her. Don't nobody say nothing about her. She's a tither. She's a single mother. What is your excuse? See, this is what, this is the thing that, you know, give honor what it's due. See, and I see value in her. See, a lot of people in the ministry, see, that's another thing. We're going to teach it on this thing on unity. I'm going to get you all with this one. And this is the thing that people don't seem to value is people. We look at the exterior. We use our senses to determine her relationship. So God don't do that. I see her relentless. Drooling with them kids, yeah. And the men, you ain't got no. Some of you ain't got no kids. What's your excuse? She'd work two jobs and she buying stuff for the ministry and everything. What, what would it be like for real if we were really one echad in here? If we were really a one unit ministry? If we were really a one cell organism? If we really walked and uh, operate in love as one? What would this? What would happen to Hampton Roads? What would happen if this place was on one accord? And I'm letting you know we're not. But my job is to get you there. But I need your help. First things first, change your attitude. First thing first, change your attitude toward God. 
If you do that to God, yeah, I'm going to be in there. I ain't worrying about it. See, that's how it flows. We're not, we, we just lost. The women that just, I see them, they coming. They ain't met in three, four months, and then when they come, they all here. They all praying. With power, got my grandbaby, Ani. I got Kayla praying to death. I'm like, what is this? So, uh, most people begin to talk to me, Ms. Lyles. It's the condition of our men. That's the image. Adam, what are we doing? And you can't get help if you don't want to be helped. Don't waste my time. I'm serious and passionate about you. I am. That's why you have to know who your pastor is. Once you know who he is, then you need to do some adjustment to your life, to your routine, to your responsibility to God. And this is what we won't do. We think we serve God the way we want to and what I think is best. Instead of what God believes. See, we, don't, we're, we don't want to do that. Men have a hard time. Submitting to another man. Well, Jesus didn't. The centurion didn't. He knew the authority. Okay, this is what we don't do. We have lost or have misguided what passion really is. And I had asked all the men, what were they passionate about? They all said certain things they were passionate about. And then, of course, me at the end, I told them what I was passionate about. I was was passionate about my purpose. I'm passionate about my purpose. We had everything from, you know, their gifting to wives to jobs to their just everything and God of course in the word but if that was really true then we would see a difference for real don't play with it don't see why why if God if that was who you was passionate about you no it'd be a difference it'd be a total difference so kind of what we're having here today and see (laughs) I just love it I look at y'all, and definitely the men, you're leaders. So this is like a leadership meeting. Because I got to get you to understand that you're a leader. I mean, everybody. Janae, too. I got to get you to see that you're a leader. Well, what is a leader? See, this is, we, are, we just keep coming, we come and approach it all wrong, man. What is a leader? Before I go into that, I'm going to tell you there are five things that make a leader. Purpose, passion, integrity, trust, and a curiosity and daring. See, that's what I love about like, oh, Trump, he is a leader because he takes chances and risks. If you ever study his business, he takes chances and risks. He's a leader. See, y'all think because of the way a person articulates, qualifies him as a leader. 
Obama was a great oracle. He could really talk. He was really persuasive. He had his gifting. I'm not coming against him. God put him there. But I told you until you understand that this is all what this is really all about and why you're here. You're going to miss the whole thing. That's right. That teaching to be up probably today, tomorrow, from last Friday. Please listen to it. You'll find the purpose of the election. If you want to know what God said, that's only if you want to know what God said. If you want to listen to Black Lives Matter or anybody else, then listen. But if you want to hear what God said, okay? All right. Glory to God. You know they're going to come for me because I'm not afraid. Go ahead. A leader. Let's, let's just first of all talk about a leader before we get into passion and purpose. I got a little time to. Oh, let's do it. Leader. <laughs> Did y'all see that? Lost my connection. <laughs> what makes a leader? Yeah. Leaders are not born, but made. Everyone has the capacity and potential to become a leader. But what makes one a leader? And are there distinct characteristics that are common to leadership? A careful study of the lives of effective leaders will reveal some basic ingredients that they all share. They include the following. Purpose. The foundational key to becoming a leader is the discovering and capturing of a sense of purpose for your life. Mm. Purpose is the original intent, a reason for the creation or existence of a thing. Discovering personal purpose for your life is finding reason and meaning for living. The leader has a clear, guiding vision mm. that engenders persistence and perseverance, even in the face of setbacks and failures. Mm. He possesses a strong sense of destiny and significance with a deep love for life. Mm, stop. Are y'all in y'all purpose? Do you feel like that about your purpose? Maybe some of us don't really know our purpose. Can I help you with that too? Right, I'm going to help you with that too. Amen. I like helping people. So those are the kind of the two that I'm going to Try to squeeze in today is purpose and passion. So we're going to go to passion before we get to. See, integrity going to take about a week. Okay. So we're going to go ahead and hit the passion right now. Okay. Passion. A deep, controlling desire that makes the leader's commitment to the guiding purpose a love affair with destiny. Mm. The leader loves what he does and loves doing it. His work is his life. Mm. Jesus expressed this when he stated, my food is to do the will of my father. Hold up. Hold up. His work is his life. <laughs> we need to discover what that work was. That work was his life. See, y'all jobs is your life. And that's not what he's talking about. His work. Was his life. See, I love it when they bear witness with you. Flowers should be like absorbed. It's like, yes, I came for this today. I came with a purpose. 
to acquire knowledge of my God for my life. Glory to God. You must have a deep guiding purpose, a clear vision for your life, and a sense of significance. Life without purpose is a study in chaos mm. and an exercise in frustration. Purpose provides the fuel for perseverance, persistence, and passion. My God, stop. Good God. So you're passionate about something and you are, I'm telling you, you purpose, you put your purpose in the wrong area. Now, wait, wait, did y'all, I know you heard it, but can you go back up just a little bit? You must have a hey. deep guiding purpose. A deep guiding purpose. Who guides you? Who is leading you? Hmm? Or what? Should I say what is leading you? Well, some of us have got a what? Go ahead. A clear vision for your life. A, a clear vision for your life. And you can have that. I, my grandbaby, honestly, she's 12. She, she has a clear vision what she wants to do. We've been asking her this, and she's been expressing this ever since she was little. She has a clear vision. Do you have a clear vision? At whatever age you are right now of your life. Hmm? Do you? I didn't say I didn't say translucent. I said clear. <laughs> a clear vision. See, and a husband should have a clear vision for the direction of his family, for his children, for his wife, for himself. See, he should have he's supposed to have a clear outlook. The direction of my family. So, I, 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 I like certain things. Like I said, my father was there. He was military. He was retired. Uh, he was hardcore. You're not going to be in the bed on Saturday morning. You're going to be up at 730, make your bed. You're going to do your chores. You're going to get up and do all these things. And that's the other thing I told uh, our men. You're lazy. Lazy. This is why. This is why things. See, because you can't tell the man what to do. He don't want another man to tell him what to do. That's why a little boy get mad when his father tell him to clean up and do this and do the trees, do all these other stuff. He get mad. Get mad. Get mad. Get mad. But that little boy grows up to be a man. And he is the same way when he's confronted with his procrastination, his laziness, his non-productive, his foggy thinking, all these things. This is what happened. That's right. Foggy thinking. Can't think clearly. Can't hear clearly. And this is, this is why there's no change. You shouldn't be mad right now. You should be like, dang, I got a pastor that really is going to help me. I give y'all examples of me. I was a procrastinator. I was lazy. All potential. Just procrastinating. I'll do it. I'll put it off I, later. 
Later becomes later. Lover becomes never. Later because when she tell me now I'm upset and mad. She's still, she's still working with me. I'm good. I'm better. I tell men, this is, this is where, this, this is what, this is good right here, mom. We, we got to hear this. this is our men, this, they, and our boys, they, they, they have no responsibility. They have no sense of responsibility. They won't take out the trash. They won't cut the grass unless you tell them. They won't clean up the room unless you tell them. I tell, I tell the men, y'all, your rooms and your, your houses and all that, how you dress up real nice, but your house is dirty. Wow. Your bedroom, your car, all those things, because that's how you think. You put, they, they get me because I, I, I move things and put things on because that's how I think. I want my thinking to be in order. When I don't want it to be cluttered over here and my, I'm thinking over here. I, think I can do that later and then come back over here and think about, I forget what I, what did you tell me? See, I do all those type of things because I won't be persistent in doing my thing. I make my bed up every day. I work home, my wife go to work. She come home, the room is clean every day. Every day is key. That's the first thing I do before I go on my computer, before I get my cup of coffee. I clean my room because I need organization. I need everything to be organized. I need everything to be organized. See, it's a habit. It's, it's a commitment to it. So I'm committed to what I'm, I'm, the little things. Commit to the little things. The little things. This is what we won't do. God, oh. It just, this is why we're, this is why our passion. Did we read passion? Did we read passion? <sighs> we're going through it. We didn't finish it. Let's get to it. A deep guiding purpose. A deep guiding purpose. A clear vision for your life and a sense of significance. Ooh. Life without purpose is a study in chaos and an exercise in frustration. Mm. Purpose provides the fuel for perseverance, persistence, and passion. All right. This ain't self-help. This ain't all the stuff you hear a lot of preachers preaching. What is passion? The word passion originated from the Latin word passio, which is closely related to the Greek root path, meaning to suffer. It has like seven different, in the Bible, it's probably some more, but it's like seven different ways passion is used. Are you suffering? See, we, we get it all. I mean, make sure you got that. The original word is from the Latin word passio, which is closely related to the Greek root word path, meaning to suffer. When this word is applied to the mind, it can relate to the mind being controlled by emotions, which we, which we will see later in these verses. This is not just a weak emotion, but a very powerful one. Passion can be good and bad, sinful and righteous. 
and can certainly be overwhelming and overriding um, rationality. You can be overly just passionate just in the wrong thing. When Paul wrote that God gave them up to their sinful passions in Romans chapter 1, 26, the Greek word is pathos, which use, which use and can be in several things in affliction of the mind. Isn't that something? An emotion and a feeling of which the mind suffers. So the word passion can swing in many different areas. But almost always extremely intense. I think I had some things right there that I gave you for the passion of the scripture, the first one. Um, use the king, use the, um, um, I want to read that in the uh, uh, complete Jewish. So this would be Acts chapter 1. I'm trying to give you a little examples of passion, different types in the Bible. Acts chapter 1 <laughs> and verse 3. After his death, he showed himself to them and gave many convincing proofs that he was alive. During a period of 40 days, they saw him and he spoke with them about the kingdom of God. And if you look at another translation, it says uh, he presented himself alive to them after his suffering, which it would be passion. Okay? The he... In this sentence, in Jesus, who presents himself alive after the scourging, highly, um, highly um, torturous crucifixion, death, and resurrection, Jesus' last week and consequently, consequent illegal trial, torture, and crucifixion is known as the Passion Week. The word in this verse, suffering, is closely related to passion, and it is from the Greek word pasco which means to be afflicted or to have been afflicted. His suffering was likely <laughs> Okay. The Greek word, I'm going to go back again. Pasco, which means to be afflicted or to have been afflicted. And his suffering was unlike any other man, it said that ever lived. In fact, the word excruciating originated from the word crucifixion. Excruciating. Here's another example. Sinful passion. Romans chapter 1, 26 to 27. This is why God has given them up to degrading passions so that their women exchange natural sexual relations for unnatural. And likewise, the men, giving up natural relations with the opposite sex, burn with passion for one another. Men committing shameful acts with other men and receiving in their own persons the penalty appropriate to their perversion. Mm, passions. Sinful passions in this instant. When Paul wrote this, the word passion was from the Greek verb pathos. And here, in this context, Apparently, it means a feeling which the mind suffers, which is one of the primary meanings. But there doesn't seem to be any suffering here. So a secondary use of the word passionate deeds needs to be needs to fit in this context. Since the Greek word pathos 
is either a good or in a bad sense. But Paul clearly means in a sinful sense. Now, this is another one, burning passions. 1 Corinthians 7 and 9. But if they can't exercise self-control, they should get married. Because it is better to get married than to keep burning with sexual desire. <laughs> Some translations are incorrect and simply, and they simply end the sentence with, for it is better to marry than to burn. Which has led many to believe that there will be that they will burn in hell for sexual immorality. But this chapter, it seems they like, wait a minute, Pastor. But <laughs> but in this chapter, it seems out of context. He is basically saying that if someone can't control sexual drive, their sexual drive, they are better off marrying than burning with passions, committing sexual immorality. See, the other one, they had you know, just because you commit sexual right, you're going to hell. But that's not what it is. There's only one thing that, since you, that you can't repent from is blasphemy of the Holy Spirit. So if you're in sexual immorality, you can repent. That means turn away. Take another thought. Stop lying to yourself. Stop burning. This is what he's saying. This is what they didn't finish out. Better than marry than burn with passion. Committing. That means that you're going to continue with sexual immorality. This is why Paul wrote to the um, Thessalonians that each should learn how to control their own bodies in a way that is holy and honorable to God. Amen. See, you need to learn how to do that. So you don't burn with passion and intense emotion. Okay. See, this is what I'm just trying to get you to. All right. Crucifying passions. is Galatians chapter 5 and verse 20. Yeah. Galatians 5, 24. Did I have 23? Nope. 24, okay. Moreover, those who belong to the Messiah Yeshua have put their old nature to death on the stake Ooh. along with its passions and desires. Mm. My goodness. Read it one more time. Moreover, those who belong to the Messiah Yeshua have put their old nature to death on the stake along with its passions and desires. And vices. So, do you hear what he's saying? So you say you're born again, right? The old nature. So Paul showed here that there is hope for the believer. Because we belong to Christ. It's just you have to draw the line. Do you belong to Christ? We have crucified the flesh along, listen, along with its passions and desires. We have. But every Christian I know will tell you that it isn't easy. That's what they always say. It is a daily struggle, even for the giant Paul himself. He wrestled with it, too. He writes about that. If you want to read a little bit more about that, go to uh, Romans chapter 7. Just go right on in there, slide right on in there. <laughs> Suiting their own passions. Let's find out what that is. This is 
2 Timothy 4, 3 and 4. For the time is coming when people will not have patience for sound teaching, but will cater to their passions mm. and gather around themselves teachers who say whatever their ears itch to hear. Yes, they will stop listening to the truth, but will turn aside to follow myths. Okay. All right. See, that's how we don't know how to listen to the body of Christ. See, a lot of ministries that are really, really, really mega, they don't talk about sin. They don't talk about your vices. They don't. Really, really huge ministries. And you got some small ones, too, because they want to be like the big ones. So they won't talk about this. So the word of God says this. So read that one more time because we need to, we need to de define these passions. We need to define this. This is a suitable one for, um, I'm going to break it down, but go ahead. Let's read it here one more time. For the time is coming when people will not have patience for sound teaching, mm. but will cater to their passions and gather around themselves teachers who say whatever their ears itch to hear. Yes, they will stop listening to the truth, mm. but will turn aside to follow myths. Myths and fables. This is the last letter of Paul. It is heartbreaking in a way because everyone but the Lord has abandoned him. He predicted that a time would come when people would no longer endure sound teaching. And at that time, and when that time came very quickly, uh, it arrived. And even today, it arrived even quickly for him, but it arrived even today. It's still arriving. It's still coming. And depending on what translation you have, it, it, it'll have, uh, but having itching ears that will uh, accumulate for themselves teachers to suit their own passions. So why do they want to accumulate, accumulate teachers to themselves? It is to suit their own passion. In other words, they want teachers who will call their sinful life, that won't call their sinful lifestyle for what it really is, sin. They, this is, see, you, we, a lot of times we, oh, they just so great. This minute is so wonderful. It's your best life now. It's, it's just one, this is how you get all that you need to get. It's all of those things, but they're not telling you. They're not telling you to come out of your sin. You tell me 50,000 people there. Okay. If you're not teaching it. So if you're not teaching it, then it's okay. Or is it inferred? The Bible said teach. See, this is what this is what we I'm trying to say. He said the righteous scarcely get in. The righteous. Because you come to church don't mean you in. Because you come to church don't mean you in. Okay. It sure is. That's why we better get it right. So when you do that, when you don't teach on sin, anything can come into your church. Hot yoga. Contemporary prayers, soaking, all these things can come into your church if you're not teaching on sin. Anything, fables, you turn to it. 
I was talking to a friend of mine in Colorado and uh, at the men's fellowship. They, they, they had beer. They want beer. You can drink. So you got people, and then the, the dude I'm talking I know he's still struggling with pornography. So if you bring that in, guess what else comes in with you? Then they're doing, they're doing teaching on breathing. This Easton. See, but it just comes in because we ain't teaching to live right. So when you don't teach to live right, anything can come in. You don't tell your kids that don't do drugs. Guess what? They're going to find out with their friends. They're going to bring drugs in your house. Okay. It's real. Let's look at this one. Spending it on their passions. This is James 4. Oh, this is it. Go ahead. Yeah, sure. Okay. You got to start from the top. I like that, too. What is causing all the quarrels and fights among you? Okay. Isn't it your desires battling inside you you desire things and don't have them mm. you kill and you are jealous and you still can't get them so you fight and quarrel the reason you don't have is that you don't pray mm. i told y'all that prayer i told you prayer when we talk about the men in purpose your purpose is gonna come through prayer and your passion gonna come through prayer see and you, you you can't you can't eliminate one Without the other. The reason you don't have is because you don't pray. Or you pray uh-huh. and don't receive mm. because you pray with the wrong motive. That of wanting to indulge your own desires. That one is just self-explanatory. Spending it on passion. James ties the believer not having their prayers answered to the fact that they are praying for things that are not in God's will. Mainly, they are praying for things to spend on. Still going on today. Their passions. They want to pray for their passions. There you go. Instead of praying for their needs, they are praying for their greed. This is why he don't answer your prayer. Okay. Okay, this why, this why we don't. Oh, my God. Whoo. Getting your prayers answered? You got to pray the will of God. You need to know the will of God. And if you haven't been in the presence of God and you haven't read his word, how you know the will of God? So how can you actually pray? The will of God. See, what we do? We, people say that all the time. Just, I'm praying. See, but this is why people are upset when they pray. And upset because they don't see. Now, I pray because I, I believe. Whether I see it or not, I have what I said. I believe. Therefore, I've spoken. See, this, they teach us, they, they got you conditioned that if you don't see it, it's not there. Oh, I'm praying God's will. And then I'm going to be patient. And then I'm just going to thank him. Regardless. 
Okay. The passing of the passion. First Peter four, three and four. Come on in here. I didn't get the purpose yet. Gotta get there. You can start at verse 1 again, because I already read them, so I, I, I was trying to save the time. Go ahead. Therefore, <laughs> since the Messiah suffered physically, you two are to arm yourselves with the same attitude. Ooh. For whoever has suffered physically is finished with sin, with the result that he lives the rest of his earthly life no longer controlled by human desires, Ooh. but by God's will. For you have spent enough time already mm. living the way the pagans want you to live. Okay. In debauchery, mm -hmm. lust, drunkenness, orgies, wild parties, and forbidden idol worship. They All think right. it's no, go ahead. They think it's strange that you don't plunge with them into the same flood of dissoluteness. And so they heap insults on you. Mm. They get mad because you don't do what you, what you do anymore. That's the word of God right there. That is the word of God. That, now, let's go. Yeah, they insult you. Hey, I, don't y'all know when you do these things that you cannot see properly? That means you can't receive properly. You can't, you can't make right decisions when you're doing any of these things. You can't. This is what I'm trying to get. We got to go back up here. Hold up. Hold up. And, and then the, I like this in, in this version right here. It says, with respect to this, they are surprised when you do not join them in the flood of debauchery. And there. This is a good one. Maligning. Means it means evil nature. Evil nature. Read that one more time for we we got to get this one. Now listen with your spirit now. Therefore, since the Messiah suffered physically, you two are to arm yourselves with the same attitude. Oh, the attitude. I told y'all. That's the first thing men got to do. Got to get their attitude right. Let's get it. For whoever has suffered physically is finished with sin. Mm. With the result that he lives the rest of his earthly life, no longer controlled by human desires, but by God's will. For you have spent enough time already living the way the pagans want you to live. Now listen to what they do. In debauchery, lust, drunkenness, orgies, wild parties, and forbidden idol worship. They think it's strange that you don't plunge with them into the same flood of dissoluteness and so they heap insults on you. My God. Has that happened to any of y'all? Has that happened to any of y'all? Yep, there you go. For living right. For thinking right. For, for thinking right. So when you do these things, you, it makes you feel like you're doing Okay. And you're not. You can't hear what God is saying to you. I love you say, this is what the Gentiles do. But you're not Gentiles now. 
You're engrafted in to the kingdom. You are the new creation. But we still hold on. It said, it, it said it's desires and passions. That we still hold on to those things. But you are new. That means you have the ability to say no. Amen. Not, not, not now. No. Amen. Just try it. Maybe you just need to say no. Since you can't, can you say no? Can anybody say no? I'm trying to make it. I'm trying to, I'm trying to. Well, I'm, I'm trying my best. I'm trying to teach him. I'm trying to get the clarion call for us to come out. So God can really move in our lives and we need to stop pretending that we got it made and we're so prideful that we don't need no help. We need help. That's why we saved. That's why we saved. I didn't say you come to Christ, you perfect. I know you're not. And neither I, I do just like Paul. I fight mine. I cast it down every day. Just like you. I'm just not ashamed to tell you that I do. Hello. The Holy Spirit comes into a man. He changed not just his life, but he changed my purpose. He changed my purpose. And this is what we won't do. Let him change your purpose. Kind of slide me into the next one we need to go into. But I think I got, maybe I hit it quick. This is what it is. See, this is, this is what we won't do. See, I had my, as a man, before I got saved, I had my own purpose. I had my clear vision of, of, of my um, mortality. I had clear direction where I was going. Wherever I said. <laughs> wherever I said, that's where I went. There was no boundary. There was nothing that said, don't do this. I, there was no conscience. That part of my spirit was not activated yet. You must be born again. Because you can't be born again with the same nature. My question is, are you born again? Because he said you can't enter in, nor can you see. That means you cannot perceive the kingdom. Of righteousness. I just love it. I just, man, y'all don't know what my struggle was. It was just like yours. Mm. It was just like yours. I, I heard the crawl. I, my, your flesh, when you don't want to, you know, it just, you got to do this thing. I got to watch this. I got to do it. I got to be here. I got to do this thing. I got to. Got to. Or I'll die. That's exactly right. You need to die. That's the issue. You don't want to. Your flesh, your soul don't want to die to its spirit. It don't want it. It wants that spirit to always be under instead of your spirit taking ascendancy over your flesh. It wants to dictate to you that you can't do this. Yes, you can. Yes, you can. Just do it. You do. I'm trying to tell you, y'all ain't doing y'all. Y'all flesh ain't no different than mine's. I cast it down every day. I'm not no Superman. 
But I am. Supernatural. Glory to God. To walk in deliverance, you got to be supernatural. Yeah, I'm trying to tell you. Man, I need to say way into my purpose. Maybe I'll just give you a foundation. Can I give you a foundation? Y'all need to know how to function according to purpose. How to function according to purpose. Amen. Amen. Hey, listen. I know him here. The pastor's being hard. Yep, sure am. Because I love you. And I, see, what is potential? Potential is just potential. I need execution. So you can have potential all you want, but I need execution. That's what I need from the men, execution. See, if, if I was in the state that some of us in, I'd be like, somebody come and help me. You got it. What, what, how'd you do it? How did you do it? I need the same thing. Can you help me? I, I'm dealing with pride. I'm need, I'm dealing, can you help me with this pride thing? Jesus. We, we don't do it. We, we're afraid. I need, I mean, got some godly men. It's what will change the ministry. It'll change your family. It'll change you. Jeremiah, how to function according to purpose. And I'm just, I, I'm just, I'm not going to, I'm going to stick to my time. I'm getting really good at that. Uh, I think you've got a lot of information today um, to really kind of, you know, set your Bunsen burner on fire. So we can really move on. I think that's another thing. I mean, you just got to be, you know, personally, I, I can be here all day. And when it comes to the men, I really want to pour into them all the day. And I don't want us to just be moved by because we take the ministry off site. I want us to be just diligent off site, having fun, bowling, doing the things that men, because men do like to do things. And I, and I, and I like that. Uh, Gray's going to help me. I, I don't do camping. Gray's going to help me. I don't do camping. But Greg's going to, I'm trying to yield so Greg can show me what it's like to be the outdoors man. <laughs> but, but that's something different. So I'm willing to yield uh, to his tutelage about this because I don't do this. I need a facility with bathroom and a shower. That's what I need. <laughs> I don't know how to rough it. I'm being wrong. I'm being real. <laughs> I'm being real. So Greg's going to help me that. Amen. Amen. Glory to God. Woo. Glory to God. I need, I want the men to take off. I want the men to take off. I want them to be able to pray it down. When, when one prayed, you can't tell who dropped. They, they still going. Aaron is tearing up, praying in tongues. I ain't, I ain't satisfied to that. Till Chris is up here and telling everybody, stand up to your feet. God is here. I ain't going to be satisfied till I hear that come out of him. Glory to God. Jesus. See, I, I'm, I'm, that's not what a leader. I'm going to tell you. I'm going to show y'all. I'm going to show y'all. And we do these leadership development um, classes that we It's for everybody. And I, we, we're going to be doing some. We got some pieces coming up. And I want us to. I want, I want the people here. This is, this is you. It's going to help you on your job. It's going to help you on your spiritual development. And tell somebody else. 
But we have some awesome leadership training stuff here going on. Amen? Amen. And we get ready to work. Some of us going some of us got to wear more than one hat. Some of us got to wear more than one hat. If we oppose to that. I got about I don't know how many on right now. We want I need some help. I need some strong men. I need some strong men. That's what we're gonna pray. Jeremiah. Uh, this is how to function according to purpose. I'm just gonna do a tad bit. I just need to get the foundation of it. Um Jeremiah 1, you got it, right? And he's reading out of the uh, ESV. You know, Pastor, like, which one speak to me? It all speaks, but. Jeremiah 1, 4 through 10. All right. Now the word of the Lord came to me, saying, before I formed you in the womb, I knew you. And before you were born, I consecrated you. I appointed you a prophet to the nations. Mm -hmm. Then I said, ah, Lord God, behold, I do not know how to speak, for I am only a youth. But the Lord said to me, do not say I am only a youth. For to all to whom I send you, you shall go. And whatever I command you, you shall speak. Do not be afraid of them, for I am with you to deliver you, declares the Lord. Then the Lord put out his hand and touched my mouth. And the Lord said to me, Behold, I have put my words in your mouth. See, I have set you this day over nations and over kingdoms mm. to pluck up and to break down, mm -hmm. to destroy, and to overthrow, to build, and to plant. Wow. And this title here is The Call of Jeremiah. So it's the same call that God gives you in your purpose. But look, what's all, look what was all there for him. First thing we do, I, I can't, I'm a child. Yeah, we know he was a child at that age. See, and he was called. See, he was young. I forget what he was. Was he 12 or 8? One of them at this age. And see, he came from, his father was a priest. His father was from the tribe of Levi, so was he, called to be a priest. Called to prayer. See, but normally his life would have been a, uh, you know, ministry out in the courtyard and, you know, talking to the people and all that. But God called him to speak to his people. See, so a lot of times, you know, uh, we just do uh, uh, come to Christ, but he was in where he needed to be, and he wasn't a closed vessel, and it was in his lineage as well. See, it should be the same thing with your fathers. It should be in his lineage. See, this is the thing I'm telling you, man. I, I'm not going to go too far here, but in this purpose, I like the little cliffhangers. Come back. And get the rest. And then I had a, another scripture that marries this one in Ephesians um, 2.10. Amen. Ephesians chapter 2 and verse 10. 
For we are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. Okay, you have no excuse. Your life right now. See, you shouldn't be doing things that you, if you are. He's already prepared a life for you. A life of purpose. He's already done it. See, this ties into the dreams by he, what he seals in you. He's already done it. So when I know I'm doing the will of God, I'm, already, I'm in my purpose now. And in my purpose, look what is in the purpose. You and then inside of you. There are other people. There's other ministries. There's other man. Can you can you see? Amen. Can you see, Peaches? Can you see? Mm-hmm. He's already done this. It's already no. Read that again because we're not excited. You're looking at your life. He's already got. He's already prepared. You don't know that, how you don't know what to do. I don't know what my purpose is. I don't know why I exist. Okay. You got it? Mm. I won't get into the giftings yet, but go ahead. See, we just got the gift. Just keep it in the closet. Go ahead. For we are his workmanship. For we are. Not going to be. Not maybe. One, you are. Created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared beforehand. Wait a minute. For good works, which he's already prepared. And what did it say up above that again? In Christ. We are his workmanship created in Christ Jesus. See, this is what the issue. Are you in Christ? So he's not trying to hide your ministry. He's not trying to hide your purpose from you. He's not trying to do that. I don't know what I'm supposed to do. I'm just telling you. See, we, the enemy have us so deceived. Coming through the church, clapping hands, shouting, and have us so deceived, you don't even know your purpose. How are you doing all that and you still don't know what you're supposed to be doing? You don't know what you've been freed from. I'm just saying, we're just doing all of that. And the struggle is real. I mean, I'm just saying. How we don't know. But you only find that in Christ. You only find it. I had a plan. I was doing well. It was my plan. It was my blueprint. It wasn't God's purpose. In that didn't know I have to forgive the man that stabbed me. Raise his kid. I didn't know all of that. We're going to be in there. That's what I'm talking about. That's right. But it doesn't. It doesn't. So God, only, it's the only person who can bring him to Christ. There you go. He want to make sure, is your heart right? Because you're about to do ministry. I called you. Or are you going to be like other pastors who can't forgive? So are you going to be like that? I put life and death before you choose. This is what we won't do. So when you don't choose the right thing, okay. Sound like you're dying. That's just the foundation here. We're going to come back to this. How to function according to purpose. You need to know these things. You need to know how to function. My daughter always, always asks me, people always say, well, how? What's the how? 
I hear the application. I got the tool. But how? It's very important. How do I function according to purpose? Okay, if I don't close it, I'm going to close it. <laughs> Somebody close it. Somebody just run up here and close it. Pass it, close that thing up. <laughs> first thing first, if you haven't, if you, <laughs> if you haven't, How do I function according to purpose? If I haven't submitted to the creator. First, if I haven't submitted to the creator of my purpose. I will never fulfill my purpose that he said that he already ordained. Jeremiah, I've already ordained you a prophet to the nation. I've already done it. But if I don't. Acknowledge that he is the creator and I am the creation. See, we, this is what we end up doing. And men, we are just stubborn when it comes to that. There is something greater than you. There is. And I had to find that out. Because if not, I would still be on my own path, mom. I'd still be on my own path. Doing everything my way. Was just buttoned up against the wall. How come I don't know I'm hitting the wall? How come the wall seems comfortable? How come I'm okay with just looking at it? I'm just saying. We submission shows strength. It shows trust. I don't come in and. Run your house, tell you what to do in the bedroom. I don't do those things. Thank you. I don't do those. That's not my job. My job is spiritually guide you to your purpose. That's my job. Just like the shepherd guides the sheep to the green pastures so they can eat and feed and grow and mature and multiply. That's what I'm supposed to do. Know your call. Functioning. Your thing can't function. Unless it knows what it is. Amen? Amen. Okay. Two, uh, <laughs> not, well, of course, Tuesday, 6.30, intercessory prayer. Amen. Try to be here. We got stuff that we got work to do. Bring your knee pad, pillow, whatever. We got to get down and we got to pray. We got plenty of tissue. We got to pray for this nation. Amen. Things are going to change. Okay. Let me show you how things change so quick. There's a certain plane that's only released when there's like nuclear fallout. There's a certain aircraft that they only use for that. Thousands of people saw it circling over Colorado. It's never seen except for this type of told you we're supposed to know things before he said i'll show you great my things you know not but you got to be in the prayer room and you got to come out your sin okay i'm just saying things are going to change suddenly in america and you need to be prepared and you need to be able to see 
This is why he's got us teaching on dreams. And now he's talking about passion. And now he's talking about purpose. And all these things coexist. Now he's talking about getting out of your sin because he needs vessels. what he needs why do we gather there's no self-exalting here I want to do the will of God that's what we all should be doing in here this is why healing should be natural when someone come in because of the love that we are one God just breathing and heal I want mom to go home and the swelling in her legs go down right now. If y'all can be in agreement with me. I don't have to come in touch and lay hands because the atmosphere is conducive. It's been prayer sanctioned. And she just walks in it. And God continued. I'm going to give you another 15, 20 years. You're not going nowhere. See, this is, my God, her work is still not done. She the one that prophesied this. It's not done. Lord, let us see the fruit of the ministry. Heal her from anything that she needs. That's anybody in here. Oh, that God minister. I'm trying. I'm going to get that 130 on those. I pray that you have received today. Your life has changed. We're going to help you with your call and your purpose and your passion. I want you all to be enlightened. This is a time that you've already, the Bible says, as a man has purpose in his heart, let him give.